Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I have been offering therapy to fans who are hurting on this Monday morning. And we've received some pretty... Divisive slash... Mm, angry slash dejected responses from Bills fans primarily. And I just saw this one pop up a few minutes ago that I will read to you as we set up the final hour here on this Monday. Good morning to you. If you're just waking up, welcome to your work week. There is no more of an abusive relationship than being a fan of the Bills. They do enough to suck you in And then lose in the most epic ways. I love Josh Allen and he deserves better. At least during the 17-year drought, they were willing to make changes. This listener finishes with cycle of hell here. Those are some strong words. Mostly born out of the pain of disappointment and once again having the door slammed in the Bills' face by the Chiefs. I thought this was set up perfectly for Buffalo. I really did. I knew, of course, the Chiefs would give them a fight. They're a tough out. They're a two-time Super Bowl champion, at least the core, the leadership, right? Not the whole team. But there's a bunch of guys who played in the Super Bowl last year and won. They've got Andy Reid. They've got the majority of his coaching staff and, of course, Patrick not to mention defensive guys that they have really relied on this season. And so I thought this game was a toss-up. Expected it to be close. It definitely was. We had stretches where it was high-octane entertainment, five straight touchdown drives, back and forth, five lead changes. And yet then into the fourth quarter, a scoreless Buffalo performance in the fourth on their own field. A failed fake punt. A near fumble that botched one opportunity. A long methodical march late in the fourth quarter with multiple shots at the end zone and one ball that gets thrown away in pretty dramatic fashion and a missed field goal. And they go from being in a position of strength, having the game on their own field, 
finally getting the Chiefs at Highmark Stadium instead of having to travel to Arrowhead. And there's no Bengals to deal with anywhere. (laughs) Now you've got the Ravens out of the AFC North, but the Bengals have dealt them some painful losses too. So between the Bengals being out and the Chiefs having to travel, this was Buffalo's best opportunity. Best opportunity of the Josh Allen era. And early on, they're able to establish the run. Early on, they look like they're going to play that ball control game. Honestly, it flashed through my mind a couple of times. Since when did the Bills become the newest power rushing team in the AFC? And yet, they wanted to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. They wanted to establish James Cook. They wanted to keep the crowd in it, right? They wanted to go on extended drives. And they did. The first two were six-plus minutes. They dominated time of possession and were nearly 100 yards in the first quarter on the ground. Pair of Josh Allen touchdown runs. I mean, what more could you ask for in the first half? And then you've got the Chiefs settling for field goals on their first two drives, which has been an issue for the Chiefs this year. I mean, the Chiefs have had plenty of offensive issues this year. Don't get me wrong. But even last week in winning against Miami, settling for field goals too often. And so it seems like it's setting up perfectly for these Bills. So that's why this one may have been even more painful in the end. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Late in the first half. Not that the Chiefs aren't always game, but late in the first half. They're finally able to string together some explosive plays. I don't know if you saw the stat on CBS. It was carrying the game. In fact, it's re-airing right now on NFL Network, so avoid it at all costs, Bills fans. But in the first half, there were six chunk plays for the Chiefs, none for the Bills. Right Now that there's anything wrong with the Bills' game plan, they really did want to establish the run. But the Chiefs were able to hang around because they were getting these long plays downfield. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes 28 yards with the football and gets the Chiefs into the red zone where Patrick Mahomes is looking for his favorite target. Mahomes looks that way. He's going to go wide open, left side, caught. Kelsey, corner out, touchdown, Kansas City. Kelsey hasn't been that open since training camp in St. Joseph. (laughs) And he slings the ball up into the stands, much to the chagrin of the Bills Mafia. And now Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey in the postseason. 15 times for touchdown passes that ties the all-time National Football League postseason record. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. And in fact, one of his partners, Josh Klingler, the sideline reporter, just joined us an hour ago. The team playing had landed in Kansas City. They'd gotten back to the facilities and he was busy scraping ice. Excuse me, it's been a long uh, day and night. Ice off his car as he was talking to us about being on the sidelines there in Buffalo. 
So you get the start of this high-octane stretch where it's five lead changes and it's five straight touchdown drives around halftime. And once again, we see the best of Josh Allen. Ten on the play clock, late motion from Cook. Allen going to keep it, lowers his head, and powers his way into the end zone. Josh Allen turned into a bulldozer and went two yards for the touchdown. His second rushing touchdown of the game. They're going to throw a tight end screen left to Kelsey. Trying to angle to the far pylon. Stretching out. Does he have it? Does he have it? Are they going to give it to him? No signal yet given. And do they give it to him? It's a touchdown. Kansas City. As Kelsey able to get his elbow touching the pylon on the far front side. And that now sets an all-time NFL postseason record. Mahomes to Kelsey 16 times via the pass. More than any duo, Dean and Hughes, in the history of the league. And the Chiefs regain the lead at 19-17. Gets the shotgun snap, drifts back three, running to the near side, running to the numbers, throws on the run to the pylon, caught by Shakir. Touchdown! Touchdown! Shakir on the near side, pylon at the goal You hear Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio, uh, Chris Brown as well in there on Bills Radio, and then the great Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. Every play is nuts! (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So yeah, the back and forth was brilliant. Uh, And the the thought dawned on me, what will the ratings be like for this game? Uh, And I'm interested in Packers, Niners as well. Because remember, going back to Packers, Cowboys, which was actually not that close in the second half. Well, not even forget the second half. Weren't they up 27-0 at one point in that game? So it wasn't that close from the word go. And yet... 40 million people tuned in to watch Packers-Cowboys. So then think about Packers-Niners. Saturday evening, two of the most iconic franchises in league history. And then Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, same game. This evening start, Buffalo time, 6.30 on Sunday. And people all over the place are tuning in to see these two quarterbacks and defending Super Bowl champions. And oh, Probably Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey bare-chested and uh, not just drinking beer, but guzzling it and then smashing the can against his his hairy chest. Anyway, I, the ratings are going to be over the top because of the fact that this game was really close. And then going into the fourth quarter, you've got Kansas City doing what it's done so many times. This is the comfort zone for Patrick Mahomes. At home, on the road, doesn't matter. He finds his targets, he finds his receivers, and he gets the Chiefs into the red zone with a deep shot down the middle to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a brilliant catch by MVS for 32 yards, and once again, they are right there knocking on the door. Goal to go at the four-yard line for the Chiefs, trailing 24-20. to Pacheco running back, Chiefs will use the shotgun. Motioning left is Hardman. They give it off to Pacheco, slamming on the left side, angling into the end zone, touchdown! Kansas City, pop, goggles the sweet neck through the end zone, and the Chiefs are back in front, 26-24. to So that's early in the fourth quarter, a minute into the fourth quarter, but Kansas City takes a three-point lead, 27-24, and Mahomes at that point has got just over 200 yards, 
couple of touchdowns. Here's where it gets really dramatic. And I'm sure this quarter is going to haunt the Bills. They try a fake punt on fourth and I think it was fourth and three on their next drive. And it's DeMar Hamlin, weirdly enough, that takes the direct snap. Now, I didn't have a chance to count the players on the field, but both Tony Romo and Jim Nance indicated that there were only 10 Chiefs on the field and that this may have been a, I don't know if it was a, a late call that was that was run onto the field or if this was the plan all the time. Uh, but even with the, the 10 men on the field, Sean McDermott and the Bills couldn't make it work. Felt like we were having a hard time stopping them. And uh, they were up three at the, at the time, I believe it was, and um, wanted to be aggressive. You know, you only get one chance. And so I wanted to be aggressive. Obviously, it didn't work, but, but, you, but you, it's a decision I made, and you live with it. So, I, you know, then we, you know, made fortunate enough to make the stop there, which, which got the ball back for us. Right. So it doesn't end up hurting them, though the field position is incredible for the Chiefs. And there's this sense, you could feel the nervous energy in the stadium, that this could be the touchdown that put the Bills away. Instead, Miko Hardman is running toward the goal line. Jordan Poyer rips the ball away. And that crazy rule that a lot of people get so incensed over comes into play where it's a fumble, but it goes forward across the goal line and then out the side, which is out of bounds. And so if it's fumbled out of bounds through the end zone, it's a touchback for the other team. And so just like that, the Bills had the ball. They get stopped on downs. Terrible field position to have to defend against Mahomes and and the Chiefs. But within a couple of snaps, they've got the ball back on their 20. I, I guess no harm, no foul. Wow. Talk about momentum swings enough to give me whiplash. So then there's back-to-back punts and Buffalo settles in. And once again, we're seeing this methodical march. And it's a lot of kind of short dinks and dunks. Uh, It's a lot of the run game. It's a lot of James Cook. It's a lot of uh, Josh Allen keeping the ball himself. Uh, A couple of times, short connections with, with Dawson Knox, who actually left on that drive. Dalton Kincaid as well. They go down the field 15 plays, and that includes four first downs. And so they're inside of the two-minute warning, and Josh has a couple of shots at the end zone. One he has to throw away because he's under pressure. He didn't get sacked at all, neither did Pat, but they both felt some pressure here or there, and so they had to elude the pressure. So he steps up, and he ends up chucking the ball uh, out of bounds. Good coverage by the Chiefs. Another one, if I remember correctly, skipped into the end zone at the feet of Stephon Diggs or the feet of one of his receivers. So under duress, throwing it, bad toss by Josh Allen. So ultimately, they have to settle for a field goal for Tyler Bass in the wind. 147 to go in the game on fourth down and nine for the Buffalo. Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good. A little prophecy. Tyler Bass has struggled, and he just misses the kick. Kansas City will next snap with a 34-yard And the Chiefs will take over at the point of the missed kick. Their own 34-yard line as Tyler Bass misses this wide to the right. 44-yard attempt from the right hash. Snap by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good wide to the right. 
line. The kick is unsuccessful. Kansas City will next snap at the 34-yard line. First down. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. Big time miss by Bassey. Struggled a week ago. Watching the kick on replay, it just went wide the whole way. It never came back. job of, you know, getting through to my target. Um, I gotta do a better job of playing a little. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A little more left when you have a left to right. Uh, I've been here long enough to know that you, know, you have to do that. Um, you know, I was stressing my line, but I had it in warm-ups. Um, and I had a good ball, but it didn't work out. And, Feel, feel terrible, you know. Um, I love this team, man, and um, you know, it hurts. This, this one hurts bad, and uh, yeah, I gotta do a better job. Tyler Bass next to his locker, uh, his face said it all. I love this team, I feel terrible, I gotta do a better job. Said he didn't really account for the wins. Now, for his part, Josh Allen says it never should have come down to that and that no game boils down to just the one kick, right? No game boils down to the one moment. We say that to you a lot uh, here on the show and it's true. And he wanted the bills and fans to rally around Tyler Bass. Obviously he's taking a beating now, but no one feels worse than Tyler. 44 yards. It started out straight, but then quickly just veered off to the right. If you have not heard Kevin Harlan's call, You will following this break. Oh, dear. If you're a Bills fan, I would advise you to skip it. This is a spoiler alert. Turn off the radio now. Oh, and don't turn on FL Network because they're about at the same point in the game. 
Cindy on our Facebook page, emotionally drained Bills Mafia babe here. Please check on your Bills friends today. We are not well. Ugh. It's a dark day. I'm sure this is as painful, but if it's me, even more painful than the other losses to the Chiefs. Even the one with 13 seconds to go where they lost an OT. I know that one was, I mean, that was epic and stunning. Something you never saw coming. 13 seconds left in regulation. They go into OT and the Bills never get the ball back. But this was the first one in high mark. And maybe it was, was evident to you as well. But what was so stark to me was the noise when Tyler Bass was lining up for the kick. And then the silence when he missed it. You could hear the Chiefs exulting on the sidelines and yelling. And, of course, you could hear them when they were on the field. They had to pick up one more first down, which they did. And you could hear them talking and yelling and screaming to each other. That's how quiet it was in the stadium. It was that sudden and that stunning, even though there have been missed kicks in Bill's playoff history. So, yeah, you'll want to hear Kevin Harlan's call. And then Josh Allen, some of the Buffalo Bills who come up short. I give them credit. They were all but dead about seven weeks ago. And they rattled off, was it, six straight wins, including the victory in Week 18 to grab the division title. And then, of course, winning last week in the wild card round and being able to host this game. But this one's got to be more painful because you're on your own field. You don't score in the fourth quarter. There's multiple opportunities where you're shut out. And the Chiefs defense had been right for the picking all day. They just came up with the plays at the end. I've called them an opportunistic defense for years because that's what they do. And this year they were actually, if not the better unit, uh, they were pretty damn close to being equal to the offense. I I happen to think they had their best year under Andy Reid, this group, but... In this game, they gave up a lot of yards, a lot of yards. And they were fighting hard because the Bills, what was it, 14 extra minutes with the football? I mean, the Bills played the ball control game for the most part, including in that fourth quarter and wore down the defense, but just could not come up with that touchdown or then the field goal to tie. On Twitter, we're offering the therapy. I know, we've all been there. That's part of being a sports fan, right? The thrill of victory and then the agony, which seems to hurt even worse when there's more potential and higher expectations. I had enough. <laughs> oh, well, then you might want to turn off the radio. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. So it is the Chiefs in their sixth straight AFC championship game, this time on the road at Baltimore. So another new experience for them. That's the early game on championship Sunday. Starts at 3 o'clock Baltimore time, uh, 2 o'clock Kansas City time, and then it's followed by the Lions. We'll get to them back half of the hour. Lions and Niners at 3.30 Bay Area time. Second half of the doubleheader is really all you need to know because you'll be posted up in front of the TV next Sunday. We're down to three games in this season. Three. No more Saturday football. Not until the USFL gets charged up. Good morning to you. Let's make it a happy Monday. Oh, no. See, I kind of feel badly even saying that because there's some football fans that are just feeling like they ran into a brick wall. Head first. 
in concussion protocol, maybe. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. and No good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. 143 to go. Bass missing wide right from 44. We have full confidence in Tyler. Um, you know, he's cooked, kicked well for us over the years. Uh, I thought he came out early and was kicking well. The ball's coming off his foot well. And um, and then the ball started to fade a little bit, you know, in some of those extra points. And then the last, the last kick, as you saw. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We definitely saw. I am sure I'm not alone when I tell you my reaction in my living room. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then followed by, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) And it's not even because I have a rooting interest in the game. It's just the pain of that moment for Tyler Bass. And did you see the reaction in the offensive coach's box? Oh, that just about crushed me. They make the change. To Joe Brady, an offensive coordinator, remember, they got rid of Ken Dorsey. They make the change. Their offense really takes off. They do more of the run game. They allow Josh a little more freedom to run. But really, that was one of the catalysts. It wasn't the only thing. It's not fair to blame Ken Dorsey. But the reaction, I don't know, Jay, if there's a video of it. it there might be on social if you wanted to retweet it from our show account, After Hours CBS. Oh, just captured Bill's nation, Bill's mafia and their emotions, and the stadium goes dead silent. Kevin Harlan's call, as always, offers the flair for the dramatic on Westwood One. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. As for the way that Andy Reid and the defense hung in there, bend but don't break. I mean, that was the story in the fourth quarter, shutting out the Bills at home. Start off a little slow, and then they picked it up. I'm so proud of them and the job that they did uh, in that second half. Spags had a great game plan, <clears throat> and the guy he made a couple of little adjustments there, and the guys did a nice job with that. The defense definitely did start slow, but they also were able to slow down the Bills' run game in the second half. Now, I know they finished with 186 yards rushing. Most of that was in the first half where they were able to get James Cook out early. And then, of course, Josh Allen finding room to run as well. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they pass Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, 16 playoff touchdowns together, which is incredible considering here they are into essentially their sixth playoff run, right? Because they didn't uh, take two. Pat did not start his first year in the league. They didn't make the playoffs his first year in the league. Uh, He wasn't on the field until weeks, I think it was week 17 then. Um, And now they're into six straight AFC championship games. So you're talking about essentially a half dozen runs. 
You always are emphasized getting the ball to Travis, um, but passing anything that has Brady and Gronk in it is, is special because uh, those are two of the greatest players. I mean, Tom is the greatest player and one of the greatest tight ends of, of all time, and so those are great and postseason players. Um, and so to be mentioning that and passing that, you, you appreciate that. I um, mean, it speaks to Travis and his work, being able to go out there and make plays in big games. And for some reason, Travis Kelsey didn't speak to the media, meaning like he didn't get to the podium. I guess he declined to and is going to do it next week. But he did do an interview with Westwood once. So this would have been Kevin, uh, who was running the interview. And they asked him about his brother being shown shirtless over and over, uh, pounding beers and then smashing his hairy belly and hairy chest against a window in a suite. My brother was shirtless. No, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Doesn't surprise me one bit. I love that guy. And every time I, every time we're uh, we're not on the field together, we're always rooting for each other. Definitely don't want to miss the New Heights podcast this week. Isaiah Pacheco playing a huge role in this one as well. Uh, nearly 100 yards rushing and that late touchdown in the fourth quarter. And then the defense. Chris Jones with... A quarterback hit and two solo tackles. It doesn't sound like a lot, but you try chasing Josh Allen around all game. Just all about being relentless. Um, we know he's a dynamic quarterback, dual threat, who can uh, throw the ball 65, 70-plus yards, but also can break off 50-plus runs. I think you've seen it last week, what he is able to do with his legs. Um, we just try to limit um, his playmaking ability, on, especially on the ground. We know we can't stop him, per se, but we can try to contain him. And think about what their next challenge is as a defense. Lamar Jackson, who's the likely league MVP. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. And on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, is it Lamar, who's the Monday MVP? Or is it Isaiah Pacheco? Maybe it's NFC, Christian McCaffrey. And he started slow as well, but once he found room to run, he was a pain in the rear for the Packers. Uh, Jared Goff with another incredible game. And the Lions fans, we'll talk about them coming up, chanting his name yet again at Fort Field. He said it makes him calm. But for Chris Jones and the Chiefs defense, it's about taking it to the next level, picking up for or picking up the slack for a Chiefs offense that struggled this year. A lot of damn hard work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nothing comes easy, man. Um, took a lot of commitment from a lot of guys, and in order to be successful, man, you've seen it. Um, you've seen it multiple years over there at the Patriots organization, and not only players, coaches. Um, Take a lot of commitment for coaches, a lot of time away from their family, a lot of long hours at the office, you know, and uh, for these moments like this, man, for these moments like this. So for the wives, girlfriends that, you know, miss time with their significant other, this is what it's all about. I like that from Chris Jones, mentioning the families and also the coaches and the time they put in and boy, has it worked for the Chiefs now six straight AFC championships and championship games. And for the Bills, as I say, probably the most painful of them all, having it there at home, but also third time in four years that they have run into the Chiefs, and that's how they exit the postseason. Extremely disappointed. I mean, you put so much time into this. You put so much time into a season, let alone this game, and the preparation for it, and to come out and to not perform the way I'd hoped we would have. um, You know, it's, it's extremely disappointing and frustrating, and uh, it's a sit- type of situation in our business where you got to spend the whole off season thinking about it, um, but it but it drives you harder 
if that's even possible to drive someone harder, it drives you harder to to uh, come back next season and continue to work at it. Um, there's listen, there's only one team at the end of all this that's happy. Uh, I can tell you that I've been to two Super Bowls and there's only one team that's happy. So um, it's that type of business and, and you keep working at it. I'm sure you're not surprised to hear that there are people on social media calling for Sean McDermott to be fired. Uh, it's actually a thought that producer Jay floated out there, but I think you were referring to if they did not make the playoffs, right? So now you wouldn't make a change, correct? No, right. I think they righted their ship enough to give it maybe one more run, but if they had missed the playoffs entirely, I think it might have been time, but I, I think he's safe. Yeah, they won six in a row, and they hosted this divisional game. It's just... it. The part that's so hard is that they once again ran into the Chiefs. And and not even having to deal with the Bengals in the playoffs this year, this was their chance. This was it. I shouldn't say this was it. There's likely to be another chance, but there's no guarantee. And that's the hard part. And Josh Allen was asked about, you know, this failed season and running into the same spot again. I love this team. I love how resilient we were, you know. You can sit there and say it's a failed season. Um, a lot of up and up and downs that we faced. You know, a lot of uh, great men that we have in this locker room. Great leaders, great husbands, great fathers. I'm just I'm, I'm proud to to say that I've played with uh, you know the guys in that locker room because um, you know, we come into work each and every day and we have a good time. You know, and um, we could have called it quits early on in the season and we didn't and fought our way to get here and then we got to find a way to, to get through it. So the Chiefs prevail. They move on and uh, Patrick Mahomes said about the Ravens, they just don't have any weaknesses. I mean, they're good at everything is essentially what he said post-game on CBS. All right, from a team that's been there, done that, and is trying to do it again to a team that's never been to the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions, welcome to the party, baby. And I swear to God, I'm not a lunatic. Don't even bother. And uh, it was definitely a party at Ford Field on Sunday afternoon. Love, love, love this atmosphere. So cool. We'll hear some of the moments, but more more than that, hear from the winning team and inside the locker room with Dan Campbell because he did cry. I love this man. He, He wears his heart on his sleeve, and it's one of the reasons why I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. These guys follow him. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. (laughs) 
Goff will move in behind center. Offset eye behind him. Up back, Cabinda. Deep back, Gibbs. Goff turns. Gibbs to Gibbs over the left side. There he goes inside the 30. Inside the 25. Gibbs. Speed. 10. 5. End zone. Touchdown. Yes, Detroit Lions. Turning on the Jets. Jameer Gibbs running away from the defenders. And the Lions are back on top. Goff works out of the gun. Montgomery to his left. Lions by seven. Looking for more. Six and a half to go. Jared leans in. There's the snap. Jared back. Jared looks. Jared throws right side. It is caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff with the delivery. 14 with a catch. And the Lions with an extra point can double up their lead with 6.22 to play. Man, Dan, look. He's dropping dimes, nickels, quarters. Jared is dropping it all out there today. Beautiful pass from number 16. What a drive by the Detroit Lions that time. What a drive when they needed it. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Oh, it is. It so is on this Monday morning. We don't fancy ourselves as quarterbacks, but we know a quarterback when we see one. Amy Trask does too, and yet for some reason uh, she made a comment about the quarterbacks in Divisional Weekend that made a lot of headlines. We'll get to that before the top of the hour. But the Detroit Lions right now are the darlings. The Detroit darlings and a lot of people jumping on this bandwagon. You may have heard, and this was going back earlier in the week, the average ticket prices were $1,200 just to get into Ford Field. I'm sure they went up as the game got closer, and yet it was probably worth every penny for those Lions fans who could say, I was there. First time in history that the Lions have ever won two home games in a single se- a single postseason. I see this on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Luke says, ecstatic Lions fan here, somewhat bittersweet. As a guy who used to go to games with my late father, I know he would have been proud of his team. It's interesting that you say that because I remember what it was like when the Red Sox ended their 86-year drought and won the World Series in 04. I covered that team pretty extensively, was there for most of their home games at Fenway Park, uh, working in Providence Radio. And what we heard after the end of the drought is so many fans who were thinking of parents, grandparents who had suffered through nearly nine decades of the Red Sox not winning the World Series and how much they wish they could have shared it with those family members or something along the lines of my father, my grandfather, my grandmother has been a fan for her entire life. I'm so glad she finally gets to see the Red Sox win a World Series. And so, Luke, I know there's a lot of that. The Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. I don't think this run is necessarily over. They're headed to the NFC Championship coming up next weekend in the Bay Area. Dan Miller was with us last week after they won that first ever or first home playoff game in the Super Bowl era, but first one going back to the 50s. Uh, And he was there on the call again as the Lions scored on three consecutive second-half drives to put themselves up big. But Baker Mayfield and the Bucs, they were game. His connection with Mike Evans really made a difference in the second half. And, of course, they got the running of Rashad White. And so the Buccaneers had one last shot, trailing by single digits inside of the two-minute warning. 
Baker leans in. There's the snap. Blitz comes. Mayfield back. Loads. Throws. Picked up by the Lions. Intercepted by the Lions. Intercepted by the Lions. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes. Oh, baby. 133 to go. The Lions are going to San Francisco. Derek Barnes with the interception. Oh, baby. Stand up, Ford Field. Look at this. Woo. Look at this. First career interception for Derek Barnes, and how big is that? Yes, man. Yes. I don't even know how I got to the bench. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Somebody said I was raising my hands to the crowd. I don't really remember that. And that's just excited. That's none of what my head got into. <laughs> I don't have any concussions, nothing like that. But that's just the emotions going through. But uh, the fact that I got to enjoy that with my, my teammates and coaches, man, it's, it's amazing, especially in a moment like that. Derek Barnes, first career interception, as you hear with Dan Miller. And, yeah, he said he blacked out. He doesn't really remember what happened, except I've seen it. They replayed the game earlier on NFL Network. And, yeah, he went into the end zone, arms high in the air, and then fell backward like he was body surfing at a concert, falling off the stage, just fell backward, and his teammates picked him up. It was pretty damn cool. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So producer Jay tells me he has a video, and this is from a fan who took this video inside Ford Field. Yeah, it's just a bunch of Lions fans leaving the stadium after okay, the win. Okay, let's hear it. That was happening inside the stadium as well. But then after the game, this is what they're hearing. Even though it's the defense that seals that late interception off Baker. And as you can imagine, he was just gutted for that throw. It sucks. I feel like my heart just got ripped out. But it's football is a complex game, but it's also simple. It comes down to taking care of the ball. And in two-minute drives like that, when you know you're going to have four downs to use, um, just a, a Bad, bad mistake by me, and it sucks because I know what type of group we've had all year that we fought to get to this point. We fought to be in that game. We weren't supposed to be here by any measures, but we believed in each other, and we fought for it. And so, um, yeah, this, this one's going to weigh on me for a while. Ultimately, once you get in, then it's about matchups, and you find a way to win, and you may have to win two to nothing, and it's okay. <laughs> you know, no. it's okay. A win's no, a win please. in the playoffs. So, um. You know, here we are, and now we get to go to San Francisco, and, you know, we know what kind of team that is, but um, we're in a great position. We've got a great opportunity. <laughs> Two to nothing? Thank goodness it wasn't that. Thank goodness that Jared Goff is still getting serenaded by the fans there in Detroit. They love their quarterback. It's a credit to all the guys in there. Um, we've said this a million times about how, it's the same group. It's not like we've, you know, added a ton. It's a lot of the same guys, and 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 Brad and Dan have been very intentional about bringing in those type of guys who can who can handle moments like today and moments like last week and and ups and downs of a season. And um, I think it's all been intentionally done by them, and um, we're not here by accident. Jared Goff is one of our candidates for a Monday MVP, along with Lamar Jackson, and then we've got Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco. 
the stakes so high divisional weekend and the games were so good. And even the Baltimore Houston game was tied at 10 at the half. Uh, So yeah, these lions are becoming America's darling now, but they will have to contend with the Niners. Now we'll get back to that moment. I I told you about a reference Amy Trask uh, made the comment that went viral this weekend where the divisional playoffs were featuring seven terrific quarterbacks and Brock Purdy. I was stunned by that. And I love Amy. Amy's on the show all the time, but I was really stunned by that opinion. She did try to back it up on her podcast, uh, but really took a hit for that. Now Purdy and the Niners are headed back to the NFC Championship, but this time they get to host. It's been a fast year. You know, obviously it didn't end how we wanted it to last year, but, um, you know, we've taken it one week at a time. Um, You know, we were all in this week. Um, Green Bay is a great team. And so to be able to pull through and finish that um, for us to get back to the NFC championship. Um, you know, obviously I think guys are healthy for the most part after this game and, and, um, you know, we, we want it, you know, we've been thinking about it. Um, it's been sort of in the back of our minds, like last year we had a team to do it. And, um, you know, we feel like obviously we didn't have a, a real opportunity at it after the quarterbacks got hurt in that game. So yeah, I think we're really excited for it. Third straight NFC championship game appearance for Kyle Shanahan's Niners. Remember, they did that as well under Jim Harbaugh. They went to the Super Bowl in 13 and played the Ravens, which is still a possibility. That would be full circle for us here at CBS Sports Radio because that was our first Super Bowl. We went on the air just a few weeks before that Super Bowl matchup in New Orleans. But Championship Sunday still to come. We'll talk to you tonight. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 